concerned about the well-being of humankind as a result of the disastrous impact of climate change, our association members from different countries in Africa organized and hosted the Be Organic Vegan to Save the Planet live video conference in the largest city and capital of Togo, the city of Lome, on May 9, 2009. Supreme Master Ching Hai graciously accepted the invitation to be the guest of honor and shared her insights on the issue. Approximately 2,000 participants from all walks of life attended the conference, including important personages such as Mr. Ahume Sunu Silegoji, Secretary to the Presidency, Mr. Leandre Gebenyeji, Representative of the Mayor of Lome, Mr. Kwabina Owusuk Akimpong, Deputy Minister of Tourism from Ghana, Thomas Tuk, representative of the Cameroon community, Dr. Kwasi Ofe Agiemong, the much-respected vegan naturopath, and Togo's famous singer, Vanessa Waro. The Be Organic Vegan to Save the Planet was broadcast live on Nana FM, Nostalgie, Sport FM in Togo, Hot FM in Ghana, and Tokpa FM in Benin. In appreciation of artistic contribution during the Be Organic Vegan to Save the Planet conference, Supreme Master Ching Hai sends gifts to all performers. For their heartfelt performance, Supreme Master Ching Hai sends her number one international best-selling books, The Dogs in My Life, The Birds in My Life, and The Noble Wilds to the Children. We now invite you to join us for the video conference with Supreme Master Ching Hai entitled Be Organic Vegan to Save the Planet, held on May 9, 2009 in the city of Lome, Togo. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to our beautiful country of Togo, located in West Africa. And thanks to all of you, our honorable guests and respected attendees, for joining this Be Organic Vegan to Save the Planet conference. We would also like to welcome those of you who have tuned in via radio and television. We are delighted and honor that you have joined us today and set some of your time to learn more about the treat cause and most effective solution to curb global warming. We would like to inform everyone that this conference is being broadcast live and globally on Supreme Master Television as well as LCF, a television station we can review in all major cities across Africa via satellite. Live broadcasting are also streaming by Nana FM, Nostalgie, as well as Sport FM in Togo, Hot FM in Ghana, and also Tokpa FM in Benin. A warm welcome to all of you who have joined us near and far. Today, some of our distinguished guests here include representing the head of state, President of Togo, President Fornia Singbe, we have the Honorable Mr. Aume Zunu Seleagoji, who is the Secretary General to the President. We have also the great honor to have the representative of 
the mayor of Lome, former president of National Assembly, as well as the deputy minister of tourism from Ghana, the representative to the Cameroon community, the respectable naturopath. We will also like to inform you that a collection of photos from Supreme Master Ching Hai entitled Eden on Earth is on display in the lobby area. This photo will also be an exhibition from the 9th to the 29th of May at Mexico City at Zapata subway station. We also have the Dog in My Life as well as the realization of health here at this conference today. Recently, the English version of the Dog in My Life was released in Kenya and is available through Africa House Inc. They can be contacted in Nairobi at 77 Double zero, double two, seven five seven. However, before we formally get started, we first have to welcome all of you warmly in a truly Togolese manner. So let's start our event with our very loved performer, Sojaf, who will perform for you the Kamu dance, which is a traditional dance from north of Kodo. So please let's welcome the Kamu dance.
Habieso is also a well-known cultural dancing group from Togo who has performed in many countries across the globe, such as in Italy, Russia, France, and many countries in Africa. They specially composed the song entitled Unité Universelle for this conference, which means universal unity. May we all unite in love and peace as we enjoy this next performance. Welcome, Hebiesu.
That was a very beautiful performance from Ebioso with the Unité Universelle. That was really great. We hope that you all enjoy it. Next, we will welcome again the company Sojaf, who will perform a very beautiful choreography, which is uh, originally from the nomadic people from Burkina Faso, Mali, and Niger Desert region. So please welcome the group Sojaf.
Thank you very much to all our performers. That was very beautiful. We are sure that everyone feels very much at home and happy to be here with us in Togo for this Be Organic Vegan to Save the Planet conference. With this conference, we will focus on the more important issue touching each of us every day here, which is, of course, the issue of global warming. Many of us are witnessing the impact of global warming, flood, drought, heat wave, and increase in ocean level, all of which seem to be making the news headline on a daily basis recently. short of water? One serving of beef uses over 1,200 gallons of water. One serving of chicken uses 330 gallons of water. One complete vegan meal with tofu, rice, and vegetables uses only 98 gallons of water. Edge, go green. Are we short of food? People in the world are hungry. 923 million people. Grain currently fed to livestock is enough to feed 2 billion people.
said already 80% of it will be cut almost immediately. And we can see the result in a few weeks. Because if we don't keep breeding more animals, then there are less meat. And if we don't eat meat, then there's no transportation necessary for it. And much less fuel needed. And all these people can be trained to do something else. And there will be less hunger because we will use the agricultural products, cereals, to feed humans instead of feeding more bred animals in the future. So we don't have hunger anymore and there will be no more war because of hunger. So the effect is immense. Keep multiplying it and then you know what I mean. Big Vetch, Gold Green. hour is late. It's time to decide. I'm quite confident that you will make choice wisely. In addressing global warming issues, the scientists have made it quite clear. Climate change as a self-inflicted wound, if you like, can wipe out the very meager assets. We have a climate crisis that is a planetary emergency. We are so, so close to the red line that perhaps we may wake up tomorrow and find that there's nothing to save after all. We have reached a point where we have a, a real emergency. The message should be clear. Climate change must take its place along those threats like conflict, poverty. Climate change is responsible for conflicts that can only deepen in the future if we don't hack as soon as possible. It's the only thing that I believe has the power to fundamentally end the march of civilization as we know it. You will have a catastrophe, add it uh, to another catastrophe. Climate change means catastrophic and violent weather. Like wildfires and devastation. Rising sea levels. Rising food prices. The spread of disease. If the future of the world depended on me, what would I do? The North Polar ice cap is melting so fast. But what seems to me to be important is that some of the effects we are witnessing now are happening twice as fast as scientists were predicting just five years ago. A report issued earlier this year by the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change concluded both that global temperatures are rising, that this is caused largely by human activities. And if you look at the fourth assessment report of the IPCC, we've assessed several stabilization scenarios. In 2010, there could already be as many as 50 million environmentally displaced persons due to climate change, desertification and deforestation. Experts tell us that the situation underlying the crisis is not a temporary one. And it's getting more and more difficult every day. And there's no guarantee that human civilization can survive 
The doomsday clock of climate change is ticking ever faster towards midnight. We are simply not reacting quickly enough. Do we need to move faster to answer the question, yes we do, because we have less time than we thought we had? So climate change is obviously going to have a major negative impact. The scale and the pace of environmental change at the beginning of the 21st century are a serious wake-up call to us as human beings on this planet. We know without a doubt that global warming is a reality. And the question today is not, is it happening and not, is it bad, but what are we going to do about it? We are all part of the problem of global warming. Let us all be part of the solution. The challenge you face is to prove to people that you are serious about adaptation to the unavoidable. Meat production and consumption is hugely intensive in terms of carbon dioxide emissions. More than all cars, trucks and ships added together. Unless we change our food choices, nothing else matters because it is meat that is destroying most of our forests. It's meat that pollutes the waters. It is meat that is creating disease which leads to all our money being diverted to hospitals. So um, it's the first choice for anybody who wants to save the earth. The food we eat and how it's grown and the kind of food we eat uh, matters a lot. Everything comes uh, with an environmental price, uh, beef production in particular. We consume far too much meat in this world. The stairs where the climate problem is, our meat consumption. Something that's harmful even for human health. I do eat a lot of vegetarian meals. I, I think that's something we can all do. That's one of the easiest ways that we can make an immediate and quite substantial impact. There are some wonderful um, environmental benefits in terms of, uh, you know, taking a couple of steps lower down the food chain. And the choice we face is a, t is a really simple one, actually. Just for one day or more than that, become a vegetarian. Let us approach climate change not simply as a looming future threat, but as a present opportunity to work together. The time for action is now. What can I, what can the government do to help? What can you do to help? How can we do this together? And it's about what we do from this point on and this point forward. Individuals can take action. We have to try And as individuals, through the choices we make, the purchases we make. If we once understand this and take the necessary actions, then we actually have a much better situation. And if you eat less meat, you will be healthier and so would the planet. Then there's some kind of realization of individual responsibility to take care of this planet. Our generation has inherited an incredibly beautiful world and it's in, really in our hands whether our children inherit the same world. That is our duty so that our children can have a decent quality of life on this planet. We cannot be anything less than courageous and revolutionary in our approach to tackling climate change. It's a win-win situation if you eat less meat. Living in harmony with the natural world is the only way for the future. Six billion people, one planet, one chance to get it right. Big wedge, go green and save our planet. After witnessing the effect of global warming on the planet, 
we will probably ask ourselves, what can we do? What exactly is the most effective way to save our planet? Actually, this question has been answered by many scientists, institutions, and several organizations. For instance, a report released in 2006 by the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization, or UNFAO, implied that an animal-free diet is the most effective way to save the planet. Flesh-eating is the number one killer. The United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization reports. Raising animals as livestock is one of the greatest contributors to climate change. Reducing the impact of animal agriculture should rank as one of the top focuses for environmental policy. 18% of all global warming-causing emissions come from animal agriculture. More than all the cars, trucks, boats, airplanes, and trains in the world. Animal waste produces methane, 23 times more potent than emissions from cars and other transportation. Nitrous oxide gas, 296 times more potent than emissions from cars and other transportation. Ammonia emissions contributes to acid rain and acidification of ecosystems. Almost two-thirds of emissions are from livestock. Make good news. Be veg. Go green. Ladies and gentlemen, it's quite clear that an animal-free our vegan diet would be the fastest and the most effective way to save our planet from global warming. Taking into consideration how herbicide, chemical fertilizer, and pesticide are poisoning our soil, ocean, and river, it's clear that one should follow not only a vegan, but rather an organic vegan diet as much as possible to help save our planet. Organic farming, a sustainable solution. Organic soil management minimizes fossil fuel use, removes atmospheric CO2 emissions from the air. If organic practices were implemented on the planet's 3.5 billion tillable acres, nearly 40% of current CO2 emissions could be absorbed. Source, Rodale Institute, USA. Try organic today. Be veg, go green, save the planet. For more information, please visit suprememastertv.com forward slash be dash veg. Next up, we have some messages from personages abroad who would also like to share with us what exactly the organic vegan diet 
is so important. First up, we have the founder and director of Viva, as well as the Vegetarian and Vegan Foundation in UK, Juliet Gelatley. Viva knows that environmental destruction and the damage to human health are caused by animal agriculture and dedicate its time to educate people about the detrimental cause of the meat diet. Hello, my name is Juliet Galatly and I'm the founder and director of Viva and the Vegetarian and Vegan Foundation in the UK. Many congratulations on this amazing conference, Be Organic Vegan to Save the Planet. It couldn't be truer. We have to change ourselves and be vegan to save the world. Eating animals is the biggest cause of the loss of biodiversity worldwide. It's a major cause of the um, loss of species in the oceans. It's a major cause of desertification and, of course, of global warming. We have to change ourselves and take responsibility to save the planet today. Be a vegan. Be organic vegan. Thank you very much, Juliet, for all your outstanding effort in informing the public about the true destruction that the meat diet has on the planet and the pain it caused to our beloved animal friends. Up next, we have a greeting from Formosa by Dr. Liu. Dr. Liu is a renowned Formosan scientist who has done extensive research on global warming, recommends the vegetarian diet is the most effective cause an individual can take to halt global warming. Dr. Lee participated in the research on the report of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which won the Nobel Peace Prize for Al Gore in 2007. Hello, Supreme Master Ting Hai, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for inviting me to your conference. I understand this conference uh, is to look into the problem of uh, global warming and uh, also the uh, greenhouse gases, uh, how it's uh, affecting our climate. Uh, my name is Xiao Lu, and uh, I'm the director of the Research Center for Environmental Change at uh, Academia Sinica, Taipei, Taiwan. Uh, my research has a lot to do with uh, climate change, uh, especially recently we have uh, seen uh, some very important results. What we found is um, the extreme weather is uh, being made much more serious than previous thought. And uh, it has to do with a lot of flooding and uh, also with drought. Uh, we found that uh, the heavy precipitation has been increasing globally by almost a factor of two. And uh, the risk of drought also has increased uh, significantly. In fact, uh, in Australia and certain places like uh, Africa, where you are, uh, the risk of, of drought has been increased by something like 30 to 50 percent. So we are really very concerned about uh, the changes brought by global warming. Therefore, we should all try to reduce our 
emission of uh, greenhouse gases. And uh, one of the ways, and in fact is a very effective way, is to reduce our intake of meat. As you know, meat production costs a lot of grain and uh, needs a lot of uh, land uh, to feed the, the animal, especially uh, animals like uh, cattle. So we really should cut down our intake of meat and try to eat, in fact, a more uh, healthy food that's uh, grain and uh, vegetables. That way we can reduce uh, the greenhouse emission of uh, not, not only methane, but also CO2 emission, and uh, give our uh, next generation, our children and grandchildren, a better world to live. Finally, I would like to wish you a very successful conference. Thank you, Dr. Liu, for informing us about your research on global warming and how the vegetarian diet can help us to curb global warming. All the way from Japan, we have Mr. Jack Bears. Madeni Jarako and co-founder of Alishan Pty, a vegetarian and vegan food importer and distributor. Mr. Bear shared with us why an organic vegan diet is so important to help save our planet. Greetings to Master Ching Hai and all the attendees. My name is Jack Bayless. I was born in America and have spent most of my life living in Japan, where I've been involved in the organic and vegetarian food system. When I heard the title of this conference, I was reminded how a vegetarian diet is good for the planet and a meat-based diet is bad for a planet. When I look at Africa, I realize that Africans traditionally have had a very high percentage of their diet based around plant matter. Well, when I look at the West and I see an excessive consumption of meat, meat that requires massive amounts of petroleum and water inputs to be produced and distributed to the people. A meat-based diet that also does the people who eat it no good, that affects their health in a negative way. I come back to Africa and I think they're mainly plant eaters. That's a much better way to go. There may be disagreements as to what has caused global warming and what responsibility man has for that, but I don't think there's any disagreement that man, as the one at the top of the food chain, can alter his actions to try and contribute to saving the planet from global warming. That if each of us adopts a diet that does not have a large carbon footprint, that does not require large amounts of petroleum, that is ecologically sound, that each of us in our own daily choices can come up with ways of helping the planet. And I think that's what we all need to do. An additional point about how we can help the planet deal with global warming is the fact that an organic diet, one that is not based on pesticides and artificial fertilizers, that's based more on, on natural organic farming methods, has a much smaller carbon footprint. We are not pumping petroleum to create fertilizers and pesticides to grow crops. That an organic diet contributes to a solution. A traditional chemical-based diet is part of the cause of the problem. So, organic vegetarian is win-win. Both of those actions contribute to a food system 
that does not put strain on the environment. And it's strain on the environment that leads to global warming. And it's strain on the environment that makes it harder for man, no matter what the environment they live in, to live successfully and peacefully. So that all of us, all of you at this conference, are working at an idea that will benefit all of us. That is, an organic and vegetarian diet does help the planet. It will help save the planet. So, for this conference, I wish everyone best wishes, good luck, have a successful conference, and you have the right idea. Thank you. Thank you very much, Master Bill, for highlighting the importance of an organic animal-free diet. Next, we will have Mr. Oliver Smith from WWF, who would like to share his message with us. My name is Oliver Smith, and I'm the Deputy Director of Programs at WWF UK. I'd like to send my greetings and best wishes to your conference, Organic Vegan to Save the Planet, taking place in Togo. I personally have been a vegan for over 20 years, and I grow much of my own food and buy much of it organically. And I've found over those years the benefits of this diet spiritually, for health, and for the environment. The supreme challenge of the 21st century is reconciling the needs of the human population with the resources that the planet can provide. Our diet plays a key part in that. At the moment, we still have a situation where we have the scandal of starvation in parts of the world and obesity in others. With the growing threat of overusing resources and, the run and runaway greenhouse gas emissions, a diet which reduces meat and dairy consumption is part of a sustainable food future, what we in WWF call a one-planet food. Congratulations on shining a spotlight on this important issue WWF wishes you the best with your conference. Be veg, go green, save the planet. Thank you very much, Mr. Smith, for all your effort and to all of our friends for sharing the message about the importance of following an organic vegan diet with us. We would also like to invite our guest speakers here to share the message with us. First up, we have the Honorable Mr. Arlonso Sourou Lucien, Head of Prospecting and Development of Lueme and Plateau Department in Benin. He is also a vegan. Welcome now, Mr. Lucien. Avec euh, tout le, le respect que je vous dois, que je dois à cette auguste assemblée, je voulais vous remercier euh, d'assister à cette conférence dans ce prestigieux, euh, cette prestigieuse salle de conférence qui parlait des congrès de l'UME. En fait, le thème, c'est le réchauffement climatique. Quelle solution durable pour l'humanité Vous avez déjà entendu beaucoup dans cette salle. Alors, le, le, la présentation va être faite autour de trois points, à savoir qu'est-ce qu'on entend par réchauffement climatique, quelles sont les causes de ce réchauffement, quelles solutions pour s'en sortir de façon durable. Alors, en guise d'introduction, je dirais eh, tout simplement que notre monde 
est aujourd'hui confrontée à des phénomènes bizarres, et je pèse mes mots, dont les manifestations constituent de sérieuses menaces à la vie. Des choses bizarres, vous en avez entendu en provenance du Mexique. Des choses bizarres, vous en avez entendu depuis un bout de temps, à savoir le réchauffement climatique. Alors le réchauffement climatique, ça, depuis 25 dernières années, c'est devenu un gros sujet d'actualité, un gros sujet de préoccupation. Alors ça rend de plus en plus euh, euh, perspective les, les difficultés que nous avons, que nous opposons nous-mêmes qui créons le problème à respirer, rien qu'à respirer, ce que Dieu nous a le plus donné. Alors le graphique que vous allez suivre euh, va nous édifier un peu plus pour voir à quel niveau on se trouve. Et lorsque vous regardez euh, de près ce graphique, il est intitulé « Les dix dernières années les plus chaudes » depuis 1980 à 2008. Les dix dernières années, en fait, quand vous les regardez, et, et également c'est par rapport à la moyenne depuis 1800 que nous avons euh, obtenu des écarts importants en termes de température. Et lorsque vous regardez très bien, on n'a jamais eu autant d'écarts, autant d'ajouts de température euh, à notre euh, atmosphère. Et, et, et vous regardez la seule année de 1998, nous avons un écart de 0,55 degrés. Alors, on n'a jamais eu ça de, dans l'histoire de notre planète. Et vous savez ce qui s'est passé, euh, où on a eu des morts, on a parlé de canicule. Eh bien, les dix dernières années, c'est vraiment à notre ère, à notre époque, qu'on les retrouve. Et c'est vraiment, euh, ça nous devait nous donner à réfléchir, qu'est-ce que ça va être demain alors, en résumé introductif, je voudrais dire simplement que l'élévation de la température moyenne du globe entre 1906 et 2005 est estimée à 0,74 degrés C, dont une élévation de 0,65 degrés seulement durant la période 56-2006. La température moyenne planétaire de 2001, pour vous donner une idée, de 2001 à 2007 est estimée à 14,44 degrés Celsius soit 0,21 degrés Celsius de plus. Donc on en a eu un ajout de 91 à 2000, de 0,66 degrés. Alors maintenant, c'est quoi le réchauffement climatique On en a parlé déjà ici. Le réchauffement climatique, on l'appelle aussi réchauffement planétaire ou réchauffement global. C'est un phénomène d'augmentation de la température. C'est ce qu'on voit le plus. Alors la température des océans augmente, la température de l'atmosphère également, et à l'échelle mondiale et sur plusieurs années. Et donc c'est ce qu'on observe, ce qu observe. Mais par la suite, on a constaté que, euh, en observant cette, cette augmentation de température, ça crée des distorsions au plan euh, climatique. Et vous savez, le climat, c'est essentiellement trois éléments. C'est les précipitations, c'est les pluies, la, la neige et autres. C'est les vents et, et c'est également la température. Alors donc, on a observé de gros changements là-dessus. Alors ce qu'on observe hein, ces dernières années, hein, c'est beaucoup de changements observés dans le monde et qui confirment l'existence d'un réchauffement climatique planétaire. Alors, qu'est-ce qu'on observe essentiellement euh, au cours de, de, no, de notre siècle nous avons, que le, nous avons que le climat qui subit euh, de profondes perturbations cycliques inquiétantes. Alors, plusieurs perturbations sont observées au niveau du climat. Il suffit de regarder autour de nous où les saisons pluvieuses n'arrivent jamais à temps ou arrivent à contre-temps. Et la saison sèche qui peut-être s'étale beaucoup plus pour ce qui nous concerne en Afrique. Nous avons euh, remarqué également qu'il y a la fonte de la, de, 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 la, de, de la glace, de la banquise au, euh, dans l'Arctique. 
Nous avons également un recul des glaciers. On prédit même que dans l'Himalaya, les glaciers auraient disparu, les glaciers de montagne auraient disparu d'ici à 50 ans. Et nous avons la chorologie, c'est-à-dire que les espèces vont migrer d'un espace où ils sont censés vivre, où elles sont censées vivre, s'il vous plaît, vers un autre espace. Et je prends le cas que des moustiques, par exemple, qui vont peut-être migrer maintenant de, vers l'Europe, où on va créer des cas de paludisme. Et nous, nous, nous pensons également que ça va créer beaucoup de distorsions également au niveau, euh, euh, disons, de l'écologie, de, de, de l'équilibre écologique, du système écologique. Alors, nous observons également ces derniers temps qu'on a, on a des cyclones tropicaux. C'est vrai, le nombre n'a pas évolué, mais ces cyclones sont devenus de plus en plus violents. Et, et vous avez, quand, en suivant la télé, c'est vrai qu'à notre niveau, on n'a on on a pas vécu les cyclones, mais on, a, on vit de grands vents. Et les cyclones, c'est un peu, la, la, disons, la conséquence de, du réchauffement de la mer, puisqu'il a démontré que dès qu'on a 37 degrés de température au niveau des océans, on, on provoque naturellement des cyclones qui même euh, deviennent de plus en plus violents. Alors, quelles sont les causes euh, du réchauffement climatique Eh bien, vous en avez entendu parler tout à l'heure avec beaucoup euh, d'éminents euh, orateurs qui ont démontré cela. Alors, le, 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 le climat répond à un certain nombre de, de phénomènes. Mais lorsqu'on revient au réchauffement climatique, hein, on a euh, ce réchauffement qui est dû essentiellement à ce qu'on appelle l'effet de serre additionnel. En fait, l'effet de serre, c'est un phénomène naturel. Mais il y a un effet de serre additionnel qui vient provoquer le réchauffement climatique. Et les gaz qui euh, provoquent cela, c'est le dioxyde de carbone. On a le méthane, on a le monoxyde d'azote euh, et on a euh, euh, également l'ozone. Alors, ce sont ces gaz-là qui, euh, en fait, créent le réchauffement alors donc, et lorsqu'on regarde l'effet de serre additionnel, c'est beaucoup plus les hommes. Hein, c'est beaucoup plus des activités anthropiques qui en ajoutent. Donc, c'est l'homme, en fait, au finish, qui est responsable du réchauffement euh, climatique que nous vivons aujourd'hui. Et euh, en ce qui concerne ces gaz à effet de serre, c'est surtout le carbone, hein, le CO2, donc le, le dioxyde de carbone, qui est en grande partie responsable de ce gaz à effet de serre. Et nous en produisons énormément. Et on a parlé de l'élevage tout à l'heure, on a parlé de notre façon de consommer, et par exemple, les énergies fossiles, par exemple. Alors, ce qui est clair aujourd'hui, vous avez vu un peu l'unanimité qui se fait autour de la question, ces 50 dernières années nous ont donné une idée nette, une idée très claire de ce que c'est que le réchauffement climatique. Alors, euh, également, les causes, hein, les deux dernières causes que je vais vous énumérer, c'est la combustion des, des, fossiles, des combustibles fossiles, notamment le carburant. Hein, de toutes sortes que nous utilisons, euh, qui est euh, cette énergie qui est en grande partie également responsable de la production du gaz carbonique. Alors il reste euh, également la déforestation. Nous avons parlé de l'élevage qui contribue à, à, à déforester, mais également qui contribue à produire d'autres euh, gaz à effet de serre. Alors, euh, pour ce qui nous concerne, qu'est-ce qu'on doit faire Il y a euh, beaucoup de propositions qui sont, sont passées. Je vais m'en tenir à quelques-unes, à savoir la première chose, c'est qu'on puisse changer notre façon de consommer, notre, notre façon de produire. Alors dans un premier temps, pourquoi pas, les gens l'ont dit avant moi, adopter une agriculture biologique. Alors, euh, euh, pour ce qui concerne cette agriculture, on la compare à l'agriculture qu'on a appelée conventionnelle, c'est-à-dire ce dont on a convenu euh, pour nous nourrir et, et nourrir le bétail. 
cette agriculture conventionnelle qui nous crée le plus de nuisances aujourd'hui. L'agriculture biologique, c'est cette agriculture et elle seule qui peut nous permettre aujourd'hui, si nous l'adoptons, de nous en sortir le mieux. Alors, euh, également, euh, dans ce, ce ordre d'idées, déjà, il y a des gouvernements, je prends l'exemple du gouvernement allemand, qui euh, a, a choisi comme méthode de, de lutte contre le réchauffement climatique euh, l'adoption de l'agriculture biologique. Pourquoi pas chez nous Nous avons euh, déjà des exemples de coton biologique chez nous dont la qualité est supérieure, la qualité est nettement meilleure. Alors, également, au euh, titre, disons, euh, des alternatives, des solutions qu'on peut apporter au réchauffement euh, climatique, il y a que nous devons réfléchir à une autre forme d'énergie que le carburant que nous consommons et qui, dans nos villes, surtout en Afrique, avec la combinaison d'un certain nombre de facteurs, pollue et dégrade dangereusement la couche d'ozone. Mais il y a également, et tous les, presque tous les chefs d'État se sont entendus dessus, les accords, le protocole de Kyoto. Alors, ce protocole recommande que l'on revienne au moins, si on ne peut pas réguler plus, qu'on revienne au niveau de réchauffement de 1990, au niveau de la de production des gaz à effet de serre de 1990. Alors, il ne s'agit pas que de résolution, mais il s'agit de passer aux actes. Alors, en guise de conclusion, je dirais que euh, l'homme, euh, depuis la révolution industrielle que nous avons tous, euh, dont on nous a beaucoup parlé, et qui euh, nous permet d'aller à grande échelle, d'accumuler les profits également à grande échelle, depuis ce moment, l'homme a commencé par nuire dangereusement à son environnement, à son cadre de vie. Alors, et ça, c'est toujours sans grands égards pour, euh, euh, disons, cette planète dont nous dépendons, dont notre vie dépend. Alors, euh, l'avènement de l'ère de la consommation, hein, l'ère qu'on appelle l'ère de la consommation, et avec la globalisation de, de l'économie, et tout ça, ça a compliqué beaucoup plus les choses. Et c'est ça qui explique que les dix dernières années les plus chaudes qu'on les ait à notre temps. Et ça, ça se comprend. C'est la course effrénée à l'accumulation. Et l'accumulation jusqu'à s'essouffler, jusqu'à euh, dépasser. Alors, donc, au finish, notre ère est plus difficile et l'homme est responsable de cela. Et quelqu'un a dit tout à l'heure, j'aime vraiment cette conclusion, c'est l'homme, nous sommes chacun une partie du problème. Alors, nous devons être chacun également une partie de la solution. Il revient à chacun de nous, donc, de chercher la solution. Alors, si nous ne le faisons pas, nous, nous courons naturellement à un suicide collectif. Et moi, je, 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 au moins, s'il reste une voie, je sais que c'est votre voie pour ne pas accepter d'aller euh, euh, périr de façon collective. Je crois qu'il va de l'intérêt des de, de, de générations à venir, il va de l'intérêt de nous tous. Je vous remercie. Thank you very much, Mr. Lucien, for sharing your important message with us. The next presentation is from Dr. Ofe Kwasi Ageman, a renowned naturopath from Ghana, who would like to tell us more about global warming, the health of our planet, and that of ourselves. Welcome now, Dr. Ofe Ageman. Good evening to you all, and uh, I salute you all for your presence here as uh, participants in this conference. I would also want to thank the Supreme Master 
Shanghai for opting to share with us in our part of the world their vision for the sustenance of our world. Um, essentially, they are propagating the truth. And the truth sometimes is very uncomfortable to vested interests. But we need to struggle because we are living in a world of difficulties. If you take vegetarianism in the context, in the full context of human history, we started eating animal products only when we discovered fire, until we started finding the means through which we created fire, we were eating raw meat like the wild animals were, and we had serious problems, serious difficulties. So 300,000 years ago, when we discovered fire, we started eating animal products. And since then, we have had serious difficulties. 10,000 years ago, we started agriculture. We started living in settlements around Egypt, in the Mediterranean, and so on. Now, today, we have institutionalized the consumption of animal products in the name of a balanced diet. And so, whenever we are at table, we are supposed to eat animal products to sustain our protein intake. That is an untruth. There are proteins in all foods. There are proteins in all fruits. There are proteins in all vegetables. And besides, the most important thing is that we need to digest our food. Now, when you take animal products into your system, what happens is that the food is indigestible. Animal products are solid in our circulation, in our bloodstream. So that accounts for the um, incorrect circulation of which we have developed all the diseases that we are contracting today. So, my brothers and sisters, the honors lies upon us. It is incumbent upon us, those who have experienced the effects of food in our system, to propagate the message. We do not have to keep this message to ourselves. We need to come to terms with the fact that it is incumbent upon us, those who have the knowledge, to begin to disseminate this information. Now, if we are unable to do that, that means we are part of the problem and we do not want to become a solution to the problem. It is important also to mention that the environment, the so-called environment, is our extended body. The trees are there. They are our breath. Without the trees, we cannot have oxygen. The rivers out there, they are our circulation. So for as long as we degrade the environment, we are destroying ourselves. We are also destroying our planet. So I believe that the truth must continue to be propagated. And that is our responsibility. I hope that after we have left this forum, every one of us will decide that from now on, if I want to give food to my children to go to school, let me think, 
of how that food is going to be beneficial to them. Not think of how, you know, we can just give any food at all to our children to fill ourselves. Most of the foods we are eating today are just fillers. As long as we continue to put poisons into ourselves, we will continue to suffer. So we need to take responsibility for our own health. We need to take responsibility for our own environment. And we have to stand for the truth. I'll leave you with a little message. Standing for the truth always. We are standing for the truth always. Join the vegans of the planet and follow Madame Shinhai, the caring woman of hope for the planet. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Faye, for spreading the beneficial news about the important message of vegetarianism to everyone. May heaven continue to bless you in your noble endeavor. Finally, we also have the pleasure to introduce the representative of the city mayor of Lome. So now, welcome. On behalf of the mayor of Lome, his representative, welcome him on stage with big applause. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here with us. Bonjour, monsieur dames. J'ai le plaisir de vous dire que le maire de la ville de Lomé m'a fait l'honneur de le représenter à cette conférence pour délivrer son message. Il doit souhaiter être là, des vôtres, mais il est empêché d'un moment. C'est cette raison qu'il m'a fait l'honneur de le représenter. Alors, je m'en vais vous donner son message. Excellence, Monsieur le ministre, Excellence, Monsieur le secrétaire général de la présidence, honorable député à l'Assemblée nationale, honorable personnalité représentant les institutions et organisations internationales, vénérable chef traditionnel, mesdames et messieurs les représentants de la société civile, distingués invités, mesdames et messieurs. À l'occasion de la visioconférence panafricaine sur le vitalisme et la lutte contre le réchauffement mondial de notre planète, la Terre, dont le thème principal est « Soyez végétaliens, consommez bio, sauvez la planète », permettez-moi de vous souhaiter la cordiale bienvenue dans ce somptueux cadre du Palais des Congrès de Lomé. Je me réjouis tout particulièrement de l'opportunité privilégiée que représente pour moi cette tribune pour lancer un appel retentissant à l'engagement et à la participation de tous les citoyens d'Afrique à quelque niveau qu'ils appartiennent, aussi bien les gouvernants que les gouvernés, pour faire de nos espaces de vie des villes et des campagnes harmonieuses. 
Le terme harmonie signifie un accord entre les différentes parties de tout. Ainsi donc, faire de nos villes et de nos campagnes des cadres de vie harmonieuses, c'est sans doute créer aux populations urbaines et rurales les conditions d'une vie qui procure à chacun une entière satisfaction et un épanouissement total, sans pour autant porter préjudice à l'équilibre naturel global de notre planète et aux générations futures. Cependant, de nos jours, beaucoup de villes du monde et d'Afrique en particulier sont menacées par la montée du niveau des océans à cause du réchauffement climatique. Ainsi, selon les experts réunis en conférence à Accra dans le courant du mois d'août 2008, l'élévation du niveau des océans provoquée par le changement climatique va redessiner les villes. En effet, une hausse du niveau de la mer de 2 cm par an suffirait à dévaster de vastes bandes de terre dans les zones côtières fragiles d'Afrique de l'Ouest, surtout dans les deltas densement peuplés. En outre, selon de récentes études, les glaciers du Groenland pourraient fondre beaucoup plus rapidement que prévu sous l'effet du changement climatique, accélérant ainsi la montée du nouveau des océans. Parmi les villes les plus menacées figuraient Banjul, la capitale de la Gambie, Lagos, la capitale économique du Nigeria, où habitent près de 15 millions de personnes particulièrement vulnérables, et deux autres grandes villes portuaires que sont le Cap en Afrique du Sud et la ville d'Alessandrie en Égypte. Au Ghana, 1000 km de terres arables ont, semble-t-il, déjà été perdues dans le delta de la Volta du fait de la montée de l'océan, a rappelé M. Ivo de Boer, secrétaire exécutif de la Convention des Nations Unies sur les changements climatiques lors de l'ouverture de la conférence de l'ONU sur le climat à Accra. Le phénomène est amplifié par les tempêtes tropicales de plus en plus violentes. L'autre menace sérieuse est notée est la progression des eaux marines salées dans l'intérieur des terres agricoles fertiles. Exclut la possibilité de construire des digues, une option jugée inefficace et trop coûteuse. Il est aussi envisagé de se déplacer vers les terres plus élevées option là aussi jugée difficile à cause de ses implications économiques, sociales et culturelles. Mesdames et messieurs, honorables invités, 
Quelle solution peut-on alors préconiser dans ces conditions alarmantes Il semble qu'il faille plutôt s'attaquer à la racine du problème que réfléchir à la façon d'indiquer ses conséquences. Grâce à cette approche, des pas importants pourraient être vite affranchis dans la voie d'un développement durable dans l'intérêt de, de notre planète et de ses habitants. Aussi, ne faudrait-il pas perdre de vue que les conditions indispensables à une vie harmonieuse et équilibrée sur notre planète, la Terre, nécessitent l'engagement de tous. Je lance donc un appel solennel à tous les acteurs où qu'ils se trouvent, pour prendre à cœur les problèmes de réchauffement de notre planète et poursuivre les efforts en vue de faire d'elle une terre harmonieuse où il fait bon vivre. Je vous remercie. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Leon Benjeji, for your beautiful speech. As we all know, uh, the global warming is a more important issue to this that treat our life, that treat the life of our children, our family. We have to stop the global warming as soon as possible. We have to stop the global warming now by following the compassionate organic vegan diet. As we all know, from the newspaper till different TV channels, we all speak about the global warming. But most of us are not aware about how difficult the situation we are in right now. The increase of the temperature is provoking the melt of the ice and the Arctic Pole. So because of that, we have to try to change our habit. We have to try to find a better way of to live together. We have to live in harmony. So. The global warming is a very important issue in our life right now. So we have to be vegetarian because as the ice are melting, there is a lot of gas trapped under the Arctic seas. So if that gas is released, we will be all in trouble. Most of the scientists from the United Nations, like uh, the Dr. Jay Zwale, has predicted that the ice might be all gone by the end of 2012. So if nothing is done before that date, we might reach the point of no return. Ladies and gentlemen, Supreme Master Ching Hai is also joining us today by a live video conference as our guest of honor. After more than 20 years of sharing her wisdom, love, and insights across all cultural boundaries, Supreme Master Ching Hai continues to dedicate her time and effort to enhance the life of all beings. We are very thankful that she has accepted our invitation to join us tonight via video conference. Ladies and gentlemen, with a warm, warm of applause, please welcome the Supreme Master Ching Hai. Hello. Hello, Master. Bonjour, tout le monde. 
Thank you so much for joining us. We are very honored that you are attending this Beyond Vegan to Save the Planet conference here in Lomi to discuss climate change and the most important solutions to curbing. Thank you. Bonjour, merci. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this honor. Master, I would like to welcome you on behalf of everyone of here, all our viewers from Supreme Master Television, as well as LCF, the satellite station airing across all major African cities. Also on behalf of all our listeners in Togo, Nana FM, Nostalgia, and Sport FM, in Ghana, Hot FM, as well as in Benin on Top FM, who would like to welcome you to this conference. We have so many beautiful guests here today. We also have some VIP from Togo, Ghana, and Benin. Supreme Master Chinpai, we would also like to introduce our distinguished guest here to you. The first one is representing the head of state. He is the Honorable Secretary General to the President, Mr. Aume Zunu Seledo, he is here. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. We have also the representative of the Mayor of, of Lome, Mr. Benyadi is here also. We have former President of National Assembly and also former Prime Minister of Togo, Dr. Agbeyobe Mesopoto is here also. We have also the Consular of the Republic of Guinea. Thank you for being here. We have the Deputy Minister of Tourism from Ghana. Thank you for being here also. We have the representative of Cameroon community here in Togo. Thank you for being here. We have the respectable natural path, Dr. Faye. We are listening to him here. Thank you for being here. All those distinguished guests are here today for our conference, Yoganic Women to Save the Planet. As we all know, the global warming has a big impact in the beautiful country of Togo and also the neighbor country. We already witnessed uh, a few months ago the rise of sea level in Togo, especially the city of Lube, which has caused a lot of damage, also on the neighbor country. So because we are aware about the situation, we have to know, we have to immediately take action to follow the most effective and the most efficient path so that we can stop global warming. Master, we are all very happy that your book are now available in Kenya, as well in Europe, Africa. We would like to share the following message from Kenya and Nairobi regarding the recent release of The Dog of My Life from Nairobi, Kenya.
written by Supreme Master Cheng Hai and available through Amazon, the world's biggest online bookstore. The Dogs in My Life was officially released recently in Nairobi, Kenya on the 22nd of April 2009. This was the first time that Supreme Master Cheng Hai's publication after being introduced in Asia, America and Europe, met the vast majority of readers in Africa. The Dogs in My Life is a detailed life record between Supreme Master Ching Hai and her adopted canine companions. In addition to the great response from many countries around the world, it attracted much attention at the book premiere held in Buruburu, a gathering centre for residents in Kenya. This very first-time publication of The Dogs in My Life in Africa conveys Supreme Master Ching Hai's love and care for our animal friends and demonstrates how we should take care of them through our own example. Dr. Christopher Niamai, teaching at the University of Nairobi, shared his opinion on vegetarianism and global warming. I have uh, looked at the books which have been read here. In my opinion, they are quite inspiring in the sense that they are touching on important issues. Uh, when you think of the global warming, to me, I think it's, a, it's an issue which is already touching the world. Here in this country, in Kenya, for example, we have missed rains in the normal uh, season. So there's a lot of famine, a lot of uh, anger, and people are seeking reasons as to why this is happening. So I think that the books that are being presented here are addressing some of these important issues in this day and time. And therefore, I feel encouraged that an issue like this can be brought to the public awareness so that they can look at these issues, get informed. The Noble Wilds and the Realization of Health in the English version, as well as The Birds in My Life in the French version, are available now in Kenya as well as Togo, Africa. We wish Supreme Master Ching Hai's books are all bestsellers and that all humans and animals will happily live together. Supreme Master Chin Hai, it's very exciting that your book is now available here in Togo and also in Kenya. Thank you. We are sure it has inspired many readers to value the sentiment and nature of all our animal friends. The Bird in My Life, which is recently released in Kenya, is such a beautiful book that I would like to invite everyone to browse this book. As we mentioned earlier, global warming is a very scary situation for our planet. The 2006 report from the United Nations mentioned that most of the pollution, the biggest pollution, is coming from the livestock, the animal farming. And this pollution is really threatening our life. And actually, the livestock produce a lot of methane gas. As we all know, the methane gas is very dangerous. As the methane gas goes into our atmosphere, it creates a bigger shield that keeps all the heat that was supposed to be bounced back in the space. So as we accumulate more and more heat in our system, the temperature of our planet keeps rising and rising. That's why we have to stop immediately this heat increase. So the immediate solution to stop the global warming is to switch to the organic vegan diet. Why? Because by stopping consuming 
animal product, we will naturally stop the production of methane gas generated by livestock. And in that way, our nature will get better so we have more time to be able to save our planet. So it is very important that every one of you tonight knows the situation we are currently in. According to the research from the NASA scientist, uh, Dr. James Hansen, the temperature of the planet keeps rising. So if we don't react immediately, as soon as possible, we might face the worst. A few months ago, there was in Copenhagen, Denmark, what was called the End of the World Conference that was hosted by Dr. Catherine Richardson, who confirmed the report by the United Nations about global warming, and she said, we might expect the worst. The temperature might increase between five and six degrees, so we all have to avoid this type of situation. By following the compassionate vegan diet, we will all have the chance to save our planet. We will all have the chance to give an opportunity to our children, an opportunity to our planet, so that we can live peacefully and in harmony. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very important that all of you can share this important message that we all came here today to get to your relative, friend, family, because most of us, we don't know what's happening, especially in Africa. Most of the time, we think that the global warming is a situation created by the more developed country, but we all get affected by the global warming because it's like we are sitting in a very big plane and maybe sitting at the back of, while some people are sitting on the first-class seat. But we must remember one thing. If the plane goes down, everyone goes down with the plane. So we have to save our plane. We have to make sure that our environment is clean. We have to make sure that our plane can land peacefully. That's why it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you are African, European, American. We have all to put our hand together to stop global warming, which is threatening our life. And the best way is to change our habit to become vegetarian, helping us making effort to save our planet. The first question is from Mr. Isaru Waru. He is the president of the Vegetarian Club for the Students of Lomé University. Welcome, Mr. Waru. Master, I will ask the first question on behalf of Mr. Asia Wairu. The breeding of livestock, such as cows, calves, pig, and poultries, constitute the first source of deforestation, water pollution, and greenhouse gas emissions. How does fish breeding or fish farming cause global warming to increase? Is it less devastating? It's similar. But I'm happy that uh, you... Mr. Asia and uh, the club is taking on the leadership of the University Vegetarian Club. I'm happy to know such club exists in a university. So thank you first to Mr. Asia. Please convey my uh, congratulations and heartfelt appreciation. 
Thank you, Master. I'm happy to see young people, especially uh, involved in endeavors like this, uh, which contributes to human health and also the planet. To respond to this question about fishing, in fact, fishing contributes to global warming primarily by disturbing the complex ecosystems of the world's oceans. Balanced marine ecosystems are extremely important, as more than two-thirds of the planet is covered by oceans. They provide half of the world's oxygen and play a major part in regulating the global climate. So life on Earth truly depends very much on the ocean for survival. In addition, oceans also absorb atmospheric CO2, carbon dioxide, yeah, which directly helps to cool our planet. These are just a few among the great things that the oceans do. To disturb the balance of the seas, thus ultimately places our own lives in danger. So, we could say that it is in our interest to care for the oceans if we want to survive, and all the life that they contain, including fish. Fish farms are like on-land factory farms. They have similar problems environmentally, with impact that includes polluting the bodies of waters, yeah, the farmed fish are contained in big netted areas of the ocean shore with uh, uneaten food. Fish waste, antibiotics, or other drugs and chemicals that pass into the surrounding waters where they harm our ecosystems and pollute it, our drinking source, depleting wild fish stocks also. Fish like salmon that are eaten by humans are usually fed huge amounts of other fishes like anchovies. Studies have found that for every kilo of uh, salmon that is sold in a supermarket, four kilos of wild fish have to be caught to feed the salmon. This practice also endangers sea animals like sea lions and birds that are thought to be a threat, are often harassed with firecrackers or loud underwater speakers, causing pain, disorientation, and hearing loss. To marine mammals and others are often even shot dead. These are just a few of the problems associated with fish farming, which have become bigger as the fishing has increased. So the issues arising from related industries like the production of food for salmon have also been on the rise. In Peru, for example, fish food is made from anchovies, which causes illness for the adults who are closely involved in its production, as well as asthma and skin disease in young children from the toxic smoke that pours out onto the streets from the factories. 
along with pollution to the nearby ocean waters, of course. Eh? This fish production also affects bird population, with some like the guano bird having declined by 90% in number. So the result is that consumers can buy cheap fish, but it comes with a very heavy, expensive cost to our children's health and a degraded environment. Meanwhile, if we say that uh, the ocean ecosystems are dependent on fish populations to be balanced, then those ecosystems are extremely imbalanced right now. Scientists estimate that more than 90% of the ocean's big fish have disappeared over the last 50 years due to commercial fishing. They warned that uh, at the present rate of fishing, there will be a global collapse of all species being fished by 2050 and say that uh, recovery efforts need to be started immediately. So what we are seeing from these fish and marine life are signs of distress. And from the oceans themselves, we are seeing other signs, such as warming temperatures, rising sea levels, increasing acidification, and terrible levels of pollution. So global warming is uh, affecting the oceans, which in turn is affecting uh, the fish. This is an equally urgent situation as the one presented by livestock industry. And it has the exact same solution. Stop eating the flesh. Stop killing for food. Stop eating the fish. This will help restore the balance of both the ocean and land immediately. Fish are God creations. That we should also care for, respect, protect, not to eat. We should be looking for ways to help the fish, to protect them and all the marine life from the devastating effects of climate change. Once we start thinking in this way, we are in a better position for ourselves, for the fish and for the planet. Thank you. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Welcome, love. Vegetarianism in Religion The Baha'i Faith Regarding the eating of animal flesh and abstinence therefrom, know thou of a certainty that, in the beginning of creation, God determined the food of every living being, and to eat contrary to that determination is not approved. Selections from the Baha'i Writings of Some Aspects of Health and Healing Buddhism All meats eaten by living beings are of their own relatives. Lankavatara Sutra Also, after the birth of the baby, care must be exercised not to kill any animal in order to feed the mother with meaty delicacies and not to assemble many relatives to drink liquor or to eat meat because at the difficult time of birth there are innumerable evil demons, monsters and goblins who want to consume the smelly blood. 
by ignorantly and adversely resorting to the killing of animals for consumption, they bring down curses upon themselves, which are detrimental to both the mother and the baby. Kasitigarbha Sutra Be careful during the days immediately after someone's death, not killing or destroying, or creating evil karma by worshipping or offering sacrifice to demons and deities. Because such killing and slaughtering committed, or such worship performed, or such sacrifice offered, would not have even an iota of force to benefit the dead, but would entwine even more sinful karma into previous karma, making it even deeper and more serious. Thus, delay his rebirth to a good state. Karma means retribution. Kasiti Garba Sutra Gaudai. The most important thing is to stop killing, because animals also have souls and understand like humans. If we kill and eat them, then we owe them a blood debt. Teachings of the Saints Christianity Meats for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Holy Bible And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. Holy Bible Confucianism All men have a mind which cannot bear to see the sufferings of others. The superior man, having seen the animals alive, cannot bear to see them die. Having heard their dying cries, he cannot bear to eat their flesh. Mencius Essenes I am come to end the sacrifices and feasts of blood. And if ye cease not offering and eating of flesh and blood, the wrath of God shall not cease from you. Gospel of the Holy Twelve Hinduism Since you cannot bring killed animals back to life, you are responsible for killing them. Therefore, you are going to hell. There is no way for your deliverance. Adelila He who desires to augment his own flesh by eating the flesh of other creatures lives in misery in whatever species he may take his birth. Mahabharata Anu Islam Allah will not give mercy to anyone except those who give mercy to other creatures. Hadith Do not allow your stomachs to become graveyards of animals. Hadith Jainism A true monk should not accept such food and drink as has been specially prepared for him involving the slaughter of living beings. Sutra Katanga Judaism And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, that eateth any manner of blood, I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood, and will cut him off from among his people. Holy Bible Blood meaning flesh Sikhism Those mortals who consume marijuana, flesh, and wine, no matter what pilgrimages, fasts, and rituals they follow, they will all go to hell. Guru Granth Sahib Taoism Do not go into the mountain to catch birds and nets, nor to the water to poison fishes and minnows. Do not butcher the ox that plows your field. Tract of the Quiet Way Tibetan Buddhism The offering to the deities of meat obtained by killing animate beings is like offering a mother the flesh of her own child, and this is a grievous failure, the supreme path of discipleship. Zoroastrianism Those plants I, Ahura Mazda, or God, rain down upon the earth to bring food to the faithful and fodder to the beneficent cow. Avesta Everybody knows that vegetarian diet is good for health and to save the planet. There will be awakening 
their own great compassionate loving self nature and then their level of consciousness will rise up automatically and they will understand more than they ever did and they'll be closer to heaven than what they are right now. <laughs> 